Good afternoon and welcome in Jimmy B and TC on the air with you. It's a football Friday as we inch closer and closer to kickoff in Kinnick Stadium tomorrow night. Look, folks, I know we've been bludgeoning this thing over your head all week long, but you just can't really even talk about this game or not. What it means for the Iowa football program, what it means for Iowa going forward, trying to slay the behemoth. That is Wisconsin in the Big Ten West. It continues, and our conversations continue here today. we got a busy show for you this afternoon. It's a Friday, and uh, that means a lot of things that we like to do on Fridays. We'll kick things off here in just a couple of minutes. Wolfgang's going to be by. We will get his thoughts on the matchup, Iowa-Wisconsin. He is a longtime Badger hater. We'll get his perspective on the game that's coming up here in just a few minutes. And later on in our number one, get to turn their attention just for a moment. Kevin Lehman, he was in St. Louis for the MVC Media Day. Boy, it comes early. I mean, it is seemingly every year. This thing jumps up on us when we get Media Days going for college basketball. Certainly no different with Kevin Lehman down there, our college basketball insider for the state of Iowa. We'll talk Drake, you and I, Iowa, Iowa State. We'll hit them all later on this hour. Always good to get some basketball talk and get ready. Could be a pretty nice season here in the state of Iowa. After last year, boy, was it dreadful. That's coming your way. Hour number one, Wolfgang in Kevin Lehman. Then in hour number two, it'll begin with Lee Sterling. He's got big picks, and he has been incredibly good. You're looking for a way to do it. Certainly the guy to go to. He will be joining us Lee Sterling with his picks in just a little bit. The 5 o'clock hour continues after that. Previewing Iowa-Wisconsin with the Wisconsin perspective. Jason Galloway from the Wisconsin State Journal. He'll be by what the Badgers are thinking as they prepare for the matchup in Kinnick Stadium under the lights. Ooh, it's going to be so, so good. And as always, we'll wrap things up on a football Friday with our football picks. We'll have those coming to you late in the program. Jimmy B will be by with his five-pack of games as we will pick Iowa-Wisconsin, Hawkeyes a three-point dog. Iowa State-Akron, Iowa State favored by 18.5. We'll do their most ridiculous NFL line of the week. That is Buffalo getting 16.5 in Minnesota against the Vikings. We'll do Green Bay-Washington. The Packers laying three on the road as they make their way out and take on the Washington Redskins. And finally, 1700s team, the Kansas City Chiefs, Home and away every game with Mitch Holtis. We'll have you covered with that, too, as they get the 49ers come in. And the home opener for the Kansas City Chiefs with that 2-0 start, you know that environment is going to be huge. Also coming up this evening, we have high school football district play begins, and it should be a good one tonight. Southeast Polk welcomes in a high-powered offense from Fort Dodge, our Central Iowa game of the week, and a good one with the Rams and the Dodgers. Cody Peck, Derek Peck, they will be on the call this evening. Starting at 6.30 with the pregame show, 7 o'clock with the kick, Fort Dodge and Southeast Polk. But right now, we got Wolfgang on the airwaves with us here today, as he normally does on a Friday. Wolfie, what's happening? Nothing other than the greatest weekend uh, potentially coming up in Hawkeye football ever. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, I was mentioning the other day, you look at football as it pertains to like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The past five years, it's been Dowling Catholic's going to run away with the 4A title. 
Well, they just took their second loss of the season. Maybe for once, the 4A field's open in high school. College, Iowa has an opportunity in front of them to be the front runner to win the Big Ten West. Iowa State, even though they're 0-2, I think we all feel that this is a pretty talented team. And then you get to Sundays around our area. The Chiefs are off to a 2-0 start. The Packers and Vikings haven't lost. Of course, a tie was because of that. And at the very least, the Bears appear to be heading in a positive direction. Wolfgang, we got it pretty good here in our uh, central outpost of Des Moines. No, so we're going to talk you know, probably exclusively um, college football here. I need to ask you something real quick. Um, with the minus two-and-a-half line with the Chicago Bears, only two-and-a-half-point favorites at Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So is this one of those things where you, again, I told you I haven't bet from 15, like 15 to 20 years. Okay. So you learn stuff as you go along. You go, this is where I dip my toe in. This is where I don't. Mm-hmm. This is the coaches that are good at this. This is So I look at that minus two and a half that Chicago is only favored over Arizona. And I go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make a ton of money here. Why should I not bet on that? Because now I'm thinking it's so obvious I shouldn't. Well, what I want to find out first is who's your bookie? Because I'm not seeing any two and a halves anywhere. Oh, so that's, I can figure it out. Shall we, uh, you want to interview somebody else and I'll figure out who that was? <laughs> Chicago right now is a six point favorite across the my, board. Will you Vegas. go to my Twitter? Because I can't right now. Go to my Twitter and I tweeted it out today. Okay, let's see here. Let's so put- it's somebody and I, and I said something like, Minus two and a half Chicago, what am I missing here? That's basically what I said. I don't remember if he was a national guy. I mean, I didn't make this up, so it's going to be there on my Twitter page. At Wolfgang Hawkeye, everybody. At Wolfgang Hawkeye. All right, I see you throwing some shade at me from earlier in the week talking about talking with Sipple. I see that one. Is it before that or after that? Here it is. Here well, no, today was Sipple, man. Today was Sipple with you and Ken Miller. Uh, let's see. Here you go. Yeah, I see it from R.J. Bell. Those were exclusive AP odds. You see it? I'm not making that up, man. You think I'm making this up. We, well, those were so openers. you agree with me that two and a half, the two and a half points that Chicago is only favored by is a joke? You would agree with that? You Well, you, you got to jump on board early because that point's right. And the other thing, it's R.J. Bell, and that guy kind of creeps me out in, in general. So, <laughs> No, what are you saying? You're acting like I made this up. Well, I, that our, was today. That was Wednesday, and... Wednesday, sorry, whatever. It was... Uh, what is it now? Or what is six. it now? Three and a half? It's six. I don't Are know. You, <laughs> so you agree with me. I was right. Well, yeah, you were right. And here's the thing. I'm looking at all the Vegas line moves. It didn't open anywhere at two and a half. At the Atlantis, six. At, the, at Caesars, open at six. CG Technology opened at five and a half. Coast, six. Six and a half at the Golden Nugget. Jerry's Nugget, six and a half. Six and a half at the Mirage. I don't know where R.J. Bell's finding this. South Point opened at a four and a half. That's as close as you're going to find. R.J. Bell, just don't listen Are to that. Are you telling guy. me I somehow got some computer freak to put that out there? Like, Are you joking right now? No, I, I, I'm serious. Don't listen you're, to R.J. You're Bell. You're seeing my tweet, Trent. I'm you're s- seeing what I tweeted. Right, yes, yes. So I didn't make that up. So you would agree. When I saw that, that's why I went, should I bet on this? That seems a little wacky tobacco. Somebody's smoking something that Chicago is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If he got that, would you have bet on that? Or would you have said, 
this is too cray-cray. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. Yes. Would you have bet on that? And you know the Bears. So I don't know if, you're, if you are self-aware enough to know that I'm too much of a Bears fan or maybe I too, know too much about the Bears that I, I do not bet on my favorite team. What would you have done if that was the actual line the betting spread when it came out. I would have investigated. That's what I do. Don't just jump on willy-nilly, see what's going on, see if you're missing anything, injuries, weather. That's kind of the first place that I always go when I'm going through, just figuring out what is happening, why is this number the way that it is, because you're right, it looks wacky, and it was wacky, and R.J. Bell's wacky, and it's a terrible <laughs> line, and it's never a true line. It was just something that that dork made up in his head. A true I line. I don't know anything about him, Trent. I know nothing about the guy. I'm sorry. Hey, I hey. just retweeted it. I mean, it was there. I'm not of, making it up. No, I not, know no, nothing no. about him, man. Hey, he kind of annoys me. That's all. That's all. We got a big game, though. We're talking Bears-Cardinals in the NFL. and We have Iowa-Wisconsin. You hate the Badgers. And you want to t- I know you, you you look at me as your your favorite degenerate friend. I get that, but you're ready to talk about this game, aren't you? Are you too? Are you well, too excited? Too pumped up? What's going on? No, what happens with me, Trent, is is I read stuff or I see stuff that I hadn't seen before I come on with you, and it's something I like when we kind of go off cuff. You know, obviously we can plan stuff and we can sit here if we want to, which we don't do. There's a uh, tweet I'd like to bring up from Scott Dockerman, if you don't mind. All right. And here we go. Scott Docterman. On his radio show, Ference mentions there was a discussion about letting Michigan State score in the 2015 Big Ten title game so they'd have time to get the ball and do something with it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Ference turned it down and said if he told the players, he'd be afraid Josie Jewell would knock him out. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Okay, so I don't, it doesn't sound like you had seen this maybe or you just, I don't know. Um, I find this, the old me would hate Kirk Ferentz for this. The new me loves it, that he admits it, mm-hmm. that he goes, you know what, there was discussion. I love that he admitted there was at least discussion. I didn't even think there would have been discussion back then. I walked out of a sports bar, Trent, way before the last play of the game. It was obvious what was happening, what Michigan State was doing to Iowa's defense. Because you don't see that. You don't see Iowa's defense getting murdered like that very often. And what's happening, you kind of know it. And I said this to everybody. I walked out way before everybody. I didn't say a word. I didn't get mad. Even after the game, I didn't get mad. There were people in my family that were getting mad and had certain people saying, what's wrong with them? It's just a game, blah, blah, blah. And I was totally quiet. I didn't say a word. I just want to be by myself. Yep. You know, I didn't want to do anything. Sometimes there's those games. I don't know if you have those games. Just mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'm all right. I'm, I'm just not going to say anything. I don't want to talk about it. Not very often. Most times it's just a game. That was a hard one for me. It was. But I didn't say anything, really. And the fact that he's bringing this up means would he do something different in the future? To me, that's kind of cool, Trent, because that's what he should have done at the time. There was one guy. I remember Dace doing it and me doing it. Did you do it? Because I said you should have let them score at the time. Let CJB do his thing. He had something magical about him that year. It was obvious, Trent. When you saw him, you just felt good about what Iowa was going to do. You felt comfortable. You felt confident about what CJB was going to do. Let them score and let our offense figure something out with CJB. I felt so good about CJB that year. Am I crazy? Did you think that thing at the time? Are you going to totally change your opinion? And I go back and listen to your podcast. Are you going to totally change what you said back then? No, No, I won't change at all. What what did you say back then? 
And what do you think now about that? Letting Michigan State score because they were going down the field, man. They were. They were going down the field. It took them 22 plays to get into the end zone. They had fourth down opportunities. On one of them, a scramble. Josie Jewell was blatantly held. On the third down play, where they scored a <laughs> touchdown, he was also blatantly held. If Michigan State wasn't a bunch of cheaters, Iowa wins that football game. But here we are. You were confident that C.J. Beathard was going to march that team down the field and score to win the football game? No, absolutely not. Your defense was what made that team. You had opportunities. They just didn't get a stop. There's no way. Iowa got the football with, what, minute and 20 seconds left? And what did they do? Promptly, absolutely nothing. They had two and a half minutes left. They would have scored. Come on, Wolfgang. Be better than that. No, you'd be better than that. And I can't remember details like you can of that game. I would have looked that up had I known we were going to go here. I will bring up details of that game if you want to go there. I know you don't. The other problem I had was the Ohio State game. There's two times when I wanted to fire Kirk Ferentz in my head. Never said it out loud to anybody. I'm telling you right now, I wanted him fired, and I'm kidding. But it, it pissed me off so much. It was the 2000 would have been nine when Stanzi got hurt in the Northwestern game. The next game they played Vandenberg at Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, going, it's maybe going to go into overtime. Iowa decides to kneel, 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 and the Ohio State crowd cheers because they see Iowa giving up. Walked out, walked out of the sports bar again. Only two times I've ever walked out of a sports bar with Iowa. Left my friends with the tab. My friends are so good, they paid for me. Didn't even bother. I said, oh, I owe you money. They were totally cool with it. Totally walked out of the sports bar when they did that. The momentum was gone. I mean, it was obvious when that stuff happens, what happens. You lose. You lose when you just give up at the end of the end. Oh, and that's the other, the only other time that I, I look at Kurt Ferentz and I go, man, I don't think you get it. I don't think you, you totally get the game of football. And I love Kirk Ferentz, and I'm too much of a whoa, 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 whoa. You, you just said Kirk Ferentz doesn't know the game of football? Come on. Well, I'm getting accused on Twitter right now of being Wolfgang Cyclone. Well, I mean. I'm it, a little sensitive right now. It goes with I'll the territory. I'm a little sensitive. Goes with the territory. Now you're calling out Kirk Ferentz to say he doesn't know football. I was wrong. There no, wasn't I did a minute, not. There wasn't a minute and a half left after uh, Michigan State scored. It was just a half minute left when they scored. So I was off on that one. At what yard line? Uh, where Iowa got the football back, I don't have that here. 25. How much time left? 27 20. seconds. Yeah. Okay. Not enough so, But still, they had plenty of opportunities. Do you agree with the kneeling out. down? I want to know that. With what? You agree, you agree with Kurt Ferentz with kneeling down and just going and playing for overtime where it's a coin flip. You oh, have the at, ball. At Ohio State? Wolfgang, why are we talking revisionist history? We have the biggest game at Kinnick Stadium in eight years, and you want to talk about things from a decade ago and things from four years ago? Come on. Let's talk Who's Badgers playing? Hawks. I didn't even know they were playing. Well, for, for Mr. Badger Hater over there, What's going on with you? Are are you okay? Is there no Trent? I I cannot wait for this game. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little um, I'm getting nervous. You're nervous. More. That's that's what I figured. You're getting nervous. See, I, I I'm getting to know you well, and when you I'm get like nervous. this yes. and you get nervous, you don't want to actually talk about the game. You want to talk about Kirk Ferentz deciding to take a knee in 2009 out at Ohio State. We got to talk about this game. We can. Those are summer conversations. We have real live football to talk about right now. Let's get into it. Wisconsin, a little pissed off, you think, after what happened a week ago against BYU. Manhood challenged a little bit in practice this week. I certainly think that's going to be the case. Doesn't matter. 
No. It, very interesting, Trent, was uh, went out and talked with some family members. Um, not They're Hawkeye fans, but also Oklahoma fans. So very interesting to talk to them. Um, they think that Wisconsin losing favors Wisconsin. I'm very good at this stuff, okay? I disagree. I don't think it does. I don't think that favors them one bit. Hmm. I think Iowa's crowd is going to be crazy no matter what. They're going to be crazy and wasted. my yes. favorite word, wasted, and just ready to go because Wisconsin has become what Iowa wanted to become. I don't think this affects – I don't think Wisconsin affects Iowa one bit losing. I think that they're going to be a little down. But, ooh, they were supposed to win the national championship. Now it's a little bit out of the realm of not possibility, but it's going to be hard to do. So when you look at that, I think that that actually hurts Wisconsin. I think they're going to be down a little bit. The Wisconsin fans are going to be they're not, they did not expect to lose to them, Trent. And quite frankly, I watched that entire game, Trent. And I think, no offense, you and Ken put this way too far. Like, oh, BYU just totally dominated the line of scrimmage. I don't understand why you guys do that stuff. It just annoys me to no end when radio goes, Domin-. they didn't dominate anything. They did a good job with line play. And what happened at that, with the whole game was that Wisconsin did not take that game seriously, if you want the truth. Wisconsin did not take the game with BYU seriously. They went the BYU went the entire year getting their bleep beeped by uh, Wisconsin, and they everybody gained weight. Everybody was taking two thousand dollar or two thousand calorie uh, shakes and all this stuff to gain weight and gain weight and gain weight. We want to be tough like Wisconsin. Brought it up over and over and over and over again. Did did uh, BYU? And what did they do? That was their measuring stick to see what how they did against Wisconsin. How they do? Beautiful. It was awesome to watch, man. And does Wisconsin have a chance against Iowa? Yeah. Are they favored? Yeah. And I probably, if I had to say, what would you say, Trent? Oh, I. What's a free pick? What's a free pick? Who you taking? Well, free picks. Uh, if you want my picks, you, you need to go online. You know, to go to sportsbetcollective.com. Thank you for the setup. I'm 6-0 and against the spread this year. You didn't even know about this, did you? I did. I, I heard it earlier today. So is this spread and over-unders? Uh, yes, I, I've done both. I'm picking only an Iowa, Iowa, and Iowa State games right now, and I'm on fire, Wolfgang. I'm on Can fire. you give us one or no for free? Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I'm hey, joking. We have to pay for it. I, I, have to pay for it. Listeners of the show know I give out the picks every single week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not no, gonna... you do, but there are games. Like, let's be honest. There are games you feel really, really good about that you would put hardcore money on. Like, like I, if you bet ten games, you're not all of them are equal. Like, there are two or three games that you feel good about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, put- I mean, I don't know that you ever actually say that on the air. There are certain games that you feel really, really good about. Iowa and Iowa State might not be one of them. They might be. But, so that's different, Trent. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. I love Iowa. I love Iowa straight up. I'm going to be in Vegas and watching this game out there. I'm going to be betting on this, and I'm not only going to bet Iowa plus the three, the three and a half. I'm going to take a little taste on the money line. I'm going to play the under. I think Iowa wins this. I think Iowa wins this by double figures, Wolfgang. I just think they're a lot better football team. And you okay, know, this, Hey, Trent, this is my segment, but let me ask you this. Why? 
They've, we haven't scored a touchdown in the last two games. They killed us last last game. Absolutely killed us. Why are you feeling that confident? Are those eight starters that didn't that were playing defensively suddenly going to come back for this game for the Badgers? And the, another starter hurt. So yeah. yeah, point taken. Point taken. Van Ginkle's not going to play. They had to move an offensive lineman over to play defensive line last week. Sagapolo is an excellent nose guard. He he is incredible. He is athletic. He's a monster of a man, 340 pounds. They have uh, nice pieces, but as we've seen, programs at this stature, that this next tier program, we saw it with Iowa. We've seen it with Wisconsin. Sustained success. There, there's always a dip, and a lot of times it comes a lot quicker than you anticipate. You can't withstand a couple of misses in recruiting, coupled with a couple of injuries. It can go south very, very quickly. I think we may be seeing that with Wisconsin. I, I really do. This Iowa team, this defense, is elite. They are at a high, high level. A chance, I believe, to be one of the best in the Kirk Ferentz era. They're going to be tested this week. Wisconsin, in that running game of that offensive line, who is going to be a lot better this week than they were last week. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And they still mustered 200 yards rushing a week ago, by the way. But I think Dieter, who was beat a couple of times last week, I don't see that happening again this week. I just look at it top to bottom. And, and another thing that you know, Wolfgang, I just think Alex mm-hmm. Hornibrook sucks. And, and though <laughs> Nate Stanley, yeah. he's, he's been a disappointment, even <laughs> as well as he played numbers-wise against you and I. Those misses were bad misses. If it comes down to that, give me Nate Stanley every day, twice today, and three times on Sunday or whatever that stupid saying is. I, I won Iowa, and I think they win it 23-13. So, yeah, I saw that entire game. Pretty boring game, right? I mean, I I found it incredibly boring watching all that stuff. Hornibrook, yeah, he doesn't – yeah, I understand why you don't like him. He did not look good at all. I didn't think Wisconsin even gave a damn about the game. None of the crowd did. Blah, blah, blah. The crowd is going to give a damn about this game. It's going to be – did you see the um, – I tweeted out something in effect of – the average ticket is $296. I saw you tweet that out. I, I retweeted it because, what was it? Like a ticket website that basically kind of showed, what, that it's by far the most expensive average ticket price in the country right now. Oh, it's not even close, right? Like, the, I think the second or third was Alabama, the Alabama game, right? Jackson m Yeah. I mean, it was way lower, dude. And some somebody came back at me acting like I made those like, I made the numbers up. I'm like, I didn't make those numbers up. This is a website that does that stuff. I'm like, I know you can probably get $150 tix- tickets on Subtub, Subhub, but that's the lowest amount you can get them for. So I'm, I'm not sure why that guy had a problem with me, but um, you love that. In, in other words, I was getting, let's even say they're, they're screwy and their numbers are bad and their average ticket is screwy. They're way ahead in the second game. So that's good. That's that's a good thing with Iowa, and um, I can't wait for this game, dude. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so passionate, and one of my best buddies is going there. He hadn't been, been there a while, um, and I cannot wait to hear back how great that stadium is going to be. Are you going, Trent? I'll be in Vegas. I told you. Why do you got to rub it in? Stop rubbing it in. What do you got, friends that are being married or something? My wife's friend, yeah. Yeah, I know. You're a good guy. How about that? I am. It's being a good husband, sucking it up. And, well, if this thing was in Moosehead, Montana, I wouldn't be going. But it's in Vegas, so you act like, oh, boy, I, I, I guess I'll go. I'll take one for the team, and then 
when need be, you call into the reserves and say, hey, remember that time I didn't go, get to go to the Iowa-Wisconsin game because I was going to your friend's wedding? <laughs> I can't imagine the great sex you're going to have because you got that in reserve. You're right. Nobody wants to hear about that, Wolfgang. Nobody wants to hear. That's not where I was going at all. I was talking about maybe a trip to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game with the boys. Maybe no, a trip. Good sex or, or a trip to Indianapolis. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm married. I'll take a trip to Indy right now. <laughs> with that, Wolfgang, what's your pick of the game? I gave you mine. I laid it out how I believe this is going to happen. The guy will pulls away late, maybe a field goal to make it a two-score game. 23-13 is what I said. What do you got for us? Hmm. Oh, man. I'm getting – I'm seriously want to vomit. This is this game means so much to Hawkeye fans. This means a lot. So, like, Cyclone fans, if you – blah, 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 the you know, the Cyclone-Hawkeye game, you know, doesn't mean a lot to the Hawkeye fans. If you say the Hawkeye fans are joking, that doesn't mean anything. This Wisconsin game means a lot. And I'm going to let you on a little secret. We hate them. I hate them. Everybody I know hates Wisconsin, other than Trent Condon, who has family from Wisconsin. <laughs> so he pretends like he likes them. For some damn reason. We can't stand them. We want to be them. They took over in 2010, would you say, Trent? Bullies of the Big Ten. It's time for takeover again. This is where we take over again because, Trent, Iowa is going to be good again next year. Look at this. Look at the two deeps next year. Yeah. What if Fant comes back? I mean, obviously, our quarterback is coming back, Stanley. I mean, that's an obvious thing now. Mm-hmm. Yes, can people. I mean, we're trying to push him to the NFL, which was a joke, and I told you that. But, man, I, I think Dan should come back. Seriously, I don't – he drops the ball too much. Anyway, so, I mean, we're going to have a ton of people back, two deeps. I was going to be good next year again. Let's not wait till next year, Trent. This team is good this year. This team already beat Iowa State, Northern Illinois, and you and I. Teams that Iowa has problems with in the past. This year they didn't. Really. I mean, they had a problem with Iowa State, obviously, a little bit. Who didn't? So did Oklahoma. So there's no shame in that. How about national media giving credit to Iowa for beating Iowa State by 10, the same that Oklahoma did? Nothing. You heard anything about that, Trent? Nothing. I got Iowa. Um, I got Iowa by six over Wisconsin. Hawks by six. They get it done. And we'll see it in Indianapolis because all signs point. All roads lead to Indy with a win in this. Wolfgang, we're out of time. I will talk to you on Monday after a week in, weekend in Vegas. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I don't even want to know. I won't even ask you, but I okay. will ask you because I want you to. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Okay. Actually, I don't like that actually saying. I hate that saying. You be a good man. Seriously. You have a wife. You have kids. I mean, stop it. I hate that saying. What happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. That's a joke. Yeah. I mean, gonorrhea travels with you, Wolfgang. <laughs> exactly. No. it Exactly. That stuff travels with you. Just like, yes, I understand that, Trent. Please, be a good guy. We're going off the rails. We got, we'll bring it back, and we both got the Hawkeyes with the win. Be good, Wolfgang. We'll talk Monday. All right, thanks, Trent. See you. Bye-bye. Wolfgang Hawkeye checking in with us. What a disaster that proved to be. Woof.
but we had fun, and that's a good thing. Take it up until 6 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC continues on. We will get picks later on in the program today against the point spread, how I'm going to be betting in Vegas this weekend. We'll do it here a little bit later on as we cap things off before 6 o'clock. Quick time out, back with more in a moment. Jimmy B and TC, 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back here on a Thursday and going to turn our attention away from the football just for a little bit. We're going to talk something fun. We're going to talk college basketball. A year in the state of Iowa that could be a pretty interesting one. Kevin Lehman joining us, our college basketball insider here from the state of Iowa on a Thursday afternoon. Kevin, freshly back from St. Louis. How was the arch? It was good, Trent. In uh, September, we still got media days kicking off early from the Valley, but it's kind of an exciting year for the Valley. Loyola had that great run last year, and then you've got 37 of 50 starters returning in the Valley. It's going to be a really strong league this year. Looks to be that way. And what Loyola did, I, I think, calmed some of the uneasiness for Valley fans that were out there. We've talked in the past, Kevin, about this conference as a whole. They have taken a lot of arrows throughout the years, lost a lot of teams from Cincinnati and Louisville, New Mexico State, Tulsa, on and on and on. Yet the conference always stays afloat and, and continues to be one of the premier mid-major conferences in the country. What Loyola did, how important in your mind was it for the MVC? I think it gave a great credibility. And my question, Trent, is this is a league that had the eight, number eight RPI. And Loyola didn't win their tournament. They're going to be left out. Mm-hmm. So it, it begs to... And the Valley has had tremendous success in past years. They've had two Final Four teams, switched off state a few years ago. They've had a lot of success in the Sweet 16. Doesn't the NCAA Selection Committee got to look at this league a little stronger because they've done damage in the tournament and make it more than a one-bid league, especially with Loyola done. And this year, you know, there's four teams at the top that are going to be very, very strong with Loyola, Bradley, Illinois State, and Southern Illinois. All from the state of Illinois. Yes, yeah, that question came up quite a bit. Uh, Illinois is well represented. And, you know, Loyola, you've got the Paul in Chicago, Northwestern, UIC. Uh, they've had more success in that city than those other schools. There's no doubt. There's no doubt at all. We're talking right now with Kevin Lehman, a look around the MVC. Well, let's take a look at the local front. UNI welcomes in a top 100 player in A.J. Green. It helps that his dad is on the staff, no doubt. But this isn't one of those shady like Patino deals where he hires some guy that has uh, coached AU basketball, and that's it. Coach Green's been there for a long time with, with Ben Jacobson. AJ, what he's going to do for this team, and some good news today as a transfer from Pepperdine, he is going to be eligible for this season. Yeah, Trey Burlow, uh, Burrow, the transfer from Pepperdine, they've worked on this for about two months. Uh, and the NCAA is getting more lenient on letting uh, transfers play right away. Coach was fired. He's got some health issues in his family. He's a Minneapolis kid. So they granted him a waiver. He's eligible for right now at 6'5", 195 pounds. This is a guy who averaged almost 10 points a game as a freshman at Pepperdine. So he's going to give him some size, some great shooting. And that's one thing Ben Jackson talked a lot about, Trent, is this team can really shoot it. And we know the Last two years, the Panthers have struggled. They have not shot the ball consistently from the three-point line. 
You can tell from talking to Ben Jackson, he feels this team has the ability to knock down the three ball. Good size, 6'5", as you mentioned, Burhau coming in, eligible immediately this season. Put up good numbers in his freshman campaign out there in the WCC, playing for Pepperdine. How about A.J. Green? How good early can A.J. Green be? Well, there's a lot of pressure on him. What I like about this is he's got Wyatt Lowhouse in the backcourt with him. Wyatt is a fifth-year senior. He's been through the wars. It will take a little pressure off A.J. Green to have that experience in the backcourt. But A.J. Green, the first top 100 recruit that Northern Iowa's ever had, there's a lot of pressure on him to help this team. And they've struggled in the guard court the last couple of years. So not only did they not shoot the three ball well, they had trouble with decision-making. Let's see if the Panthers are going to play a little faster pace this year because of A.J. Green's ability to get the ball from end to end and make great decisions with it. Well, the good news with Burhau being eligible this year, the other side of it, bad news for Panther Hoops, is Taiwan Pickford going to be out for a while with the stress fracture. Tell us a little bit more about that. And, and, you know, I remember talking to you a little bit this summer, Kevin. We mentioned playing him as that small ball four, different lineups that you can get away with with Pickard for his rebounding ability, his athletic ability, though only six foot four. Certainly feels like that's going to be a big impact for the Panthers, and they try to build this roster and what they're trying to do one through five. Yeah, well, Tyler Pickford, he dislocated his ankle last spring, and that healed, and now he's got a stress fracture in that same foot. They did put a screw in it. The coach Jacobson said he's probably going to be out six to eight weeks, and that gets you pretty close to the season tip-off. So hope he can get back in shape by the time they get around the Valley season. And you hit it right on the head, Trent. I think he's an important piece for the Panthers. His ability to out to rebound outside his area code, six four, get on the glass, the top rated founders in the valley. They're gonna need him. Because I really think this is a team that's gonna play small. You're gonna see a lot of that in the valley, a lot of small ball. We saw Loyola have some success with that. Other teams have also. Uh another question mark is how much improvement that Austin Fife will make it to his freshman sophomore year because he is going to be their main factor in the post. They're going to need him to give him that inside presence at both ends of the court. Talking with Kevin Lehman right now, a look around college basketball. You and I, it's uh, right now a donut team as I look at the roster. Who's the man in the middle? Well, it's mission Fife. And, you know, they like this, uh, the junior college player, Shannon Biggie Goldman, because yeah. this guy is a Euro player. He shoots the three ball. He'll stretch defense. So I think you're going to see this Panther team shoot a lot from outside and hopefully at a high rate for them to be successful. Biggie, love the name. Love the name for uh, Goldman. Let's go over to the Drake Bulldogs, who you look at what they've put together, a couple of grad transfers. Of course, people will remember Brady Ellingson from his days at the University of Iowa, but the guy that I don't think has been talked about quite enough is what they get in a grad transfer. Nick Norton, a kid, comes in, got some connections here to the state of Iowa, and uh, Coach DeVries found a really good kid making his way up from UAB. Well, it's always great to have a coach's son on your roster. And, and people from my age group remember his dad, Randy Norton. He was on uh, those great teams that Lute Olson had, Iowa City, Regina product i've known him his whole life and nick so a lot of records assistant records at uab uh 
played a lot of games, a lot of experience. So with Nick Norton and Brady Ellison in the backcourt, that really gives some credibility to Darren DeVries right now because he got a lot of compliments today at Media Day on how fast he's built this roster because he only had three players, Trent, when he took this, this team over because of defections and graduations. So uh, that along with Tramel Murphy, there's three guys to watch in this Drake roster. And the fourth, Nick McGlynn, their man in the middle, is back as a senior. So this is a... This will be interesting to see the transition for Darren. But, Trent, it's not a year you want to be a new coach in the Valley because the top of the Valley is going to be very, very strong. No doubt about it. We mentioned those top teams at the top. Drake, though, in a rebuilding year, you mentioned just three guys before DeVries and his staff was able to put it together. Do you have a feeling, though, they're going to be certainly better than maybe the, the regional media looking at the league that they think they're going to be in year number one? Well, I certainly hope so. You look through the publications, everyone's picking them last. A lot of it's based on who you got coming back. Uh, but today's world, because of the grad transfers and uh, junior college players, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. Now, you know, Evansville's roster is very depleted also with the departure of Marty Simmons uh, and uh, Coach McCarty coming there, who's an Evansville native. And you've got another coaching change at Missouri State. So you kind of wonder how those teams are going to be. And, you know, another team I think you need to keep an eye on, we talked about the Illinois school, I think Indiana State. Uh, this is a team, you know, we all know Greg Lansing from his days here at the U of I, but there's another team I think you need to keep an eye on because he's got some transfers that came in also. Finally, uh, a look over at your side of the state over in eastern Iowa at the Iowa Hawkeyes. We found out a week ago about the cysts that had developed for Luca Garza. He's going to be out for six weeks. Where is that going to put him as it pertains to the beginning of the season? Still to be seen there, but it was such an odd summer, Kevin. I love talking summer basketball and the overreactions that happen when some guy goes out and drops 50 points in a summer league game. I think it's fun, though. Fun summer conversation to get us through before we get back to football season. We didn't get that without the PTL. Have you heard very much? No, it's really quiet, especially that Luca Garza surgery. So I read it in the paper. I knew nothing about that. And you make a great, great point, Trent. Uh, it was fun to follow the primetime league and to see the new recruits and how well they played. Uh, but it didn't care over much to the actual season. You know, obviously, this is a team that's got to get better at the defensive end. They have all the offensive parts. So let's hope Luca can come back and recover quickly and get ready for the Big Ten season. Because that front line with him and Tyler Cook, it's going to be a pretty good front line. And mm-hmm. they've got a lot of bodies, uh, Fran has. But well, someone's got, I still want to see who is going to be the defensive stopper for the Hawkeyes. Because somebody has to set the tone at the defensive end for Iowa, or it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lather, rinse, repeat, the same thing we saw last year, unless they get better defensively. Well, there's no doubt. It's a pretty simple equation, I think, for Hawkeye Hoops here in 2018-19. Kevin Lehman, thank you so much for your time today. Good catching up with you again. And before you know it, hoop season will be here. It's, it sounds good to me. Uh, same with me, Trent. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. You bet. Kevin Lehman, talking college hoops with us. Always love the conversation. Didn't get to Iowa State here today. I, I think everybody knows my thoughts as we get closer to the season. I'll continue to lay them out. I believe the Cyclones not only are back to an NCAA tournament team, I'm shocked they're not showing up on more preseason top 25s. I think the Cyclones are going to be incredibly good this year. Iowa, reserve judgment until, until we see the defense. You and I, 
I don't know if they have enough inside, and Pickford, his injury is ultra-concerning. Iowa State, certainly the team. And I think Drake is going to be better. I do think the Bulldogs are going to be better. Certainly better than 10th in the league. Now, that might only be 8th or ninth, but still, I like Norton. I like Ellingson in the NBC. think they got a chance to, to be pretty solid overall this year. We're due for a break. We're coming back with more. Taking up until 6 o'clock tonight. Always fun talking college basketball there. This portion of the program brought to you by Complete Auto Wraps. You're looking, have a small business, have a big business, want to have that advertising on the go, Complete Auto Wraps can help you out with that. Or you just want to make your car look a little nicer, do it without a paint job, Complete Auto Wraps can do that also. Give Corby a call, find him online, completeautowraps.com, see what he can do for you and your business. It's completeautowraps.com as we get the time out. Back with more in a moment. Wrapping up the first hour here on a football Friday. Jimmy B and TC continues on. Give you my pick. Well, if you heard it, gave it with Wolfgang. I got Iowa winning this football game. I'll, I'll make my prediction officially against the number later on. You heard me. I think Iowa gets it done. 23-13, my score prediction. Love the under. Like the Hawks. I'm all over it. Going to have a good time with this. No doubt about it. Coming up next hour, we got an action-packed one. Lee Sterling will be by. His picks, he's 7-0 with his big unit plays this year. Your chance to get involved with Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. We'll get a look at Wisconsin. The Badgers and Jason Galloway will be here from the Wisconsin State Journal. A look at what's happening with the Wisconsin Badgers. And we'll wrap it up with our picks as we do on a football Friday. You've already heard one. I got four more to give out. We're handing out winners. At least we're trying. Doesn't always come to fruition, but from time to time, that's the way that it's done. One hour in the books, one more to go on a football Friday, 1700 KBGG. It's Jimmy B and TC back with more in a moment.